This is an AMI podcast. The couple times that I've tried to put on mascara, I get it on and then I put my glasses on and it smears up my glasses. Are my eyelashes too long? I don't understand. Jenny Bovard and friends share the funny and awkward moments that come from life with vision loss. I'm simply here to tell you some real stories in a real way from my own personal experiences. Low vision moments, new episodes every month. Download this AMI podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Double Tap Canada. Wow, this is going to be a show and a half. I can tell. I just know it is because, uh, well, first of all, I've had barely any sleep. And I believe, Sean, you've been on the red wine? I've had two glasses of red wine. It's Christmas. Who cares? <laughs> Mark, are you sober and alive? I, I, am, I am both sober and alive. So uh, we'll see what happens here, guys. You're the official adult. You're our designated survivor. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know if I can live up to those expectations, guys. Well, I, that's why I set my bar very low. Uh, it could only get better from there. Uh, how are you this week, Marco Flalo? No complaints. I'm enjoying. Uh, I'm enjoying life in Canada. We, as we see people get vaccinated slowly but surely for their 109 days of potential immunity to this virus. Yeah, can we blame the Americans for that? I think we can. I don't know we? what we can, we can do, but I think when all else fails, blame the Americans. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Sean Priest, I know you're not vaccinated, but you are in a shed that uh, no, but well, basically anybody would come near with a hazmat suit on. So, um, yeah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm I'm happy this week. You know, are it's, you? well, no wonder yeah. if you've had two glasses of wine. I know, numb and happy. What is, more do you need in is life? Is this what's going to happen every week, guys? We're going to have to make sure that we're all vaccinated to be here. It's going to be like taking your your dog to the vet. Uh, can I see your vaccination <laughs> records? Have you been sterilized, sir? Uh, have your have you have your friend spayed and neutered? <laughs> I think we are the kings and queens, of course. Uh, when our queens are on, let's not put names to that. Um, but you know, I think our, our kings and queens here of uh, social distancing, because Mark and I have got about what three and a half thousand miles between us. Sean, you've got about five hundred between me and you. Yes, still not. We're pretty enough. good at this, if I'm honest. We, we, we figured this out long ago, right? We do. We didn't need a pandemic to come along to figure out how Zoom worked. <laughs> No, no, it's great news, though, isn't it? Canada getting the vaccine. I mean, well done. Well done, Canada. Yeah. Well, we've got it as well, Sean. I mean, I know we don't. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you guys have it? <laughs> we no, we got it first. first. Let's not forget that. We were the first. Yeah, we but, yeah. rushed it through. Well, I'm looking forward to my Bill Gates microchip, if I'm honest. I've always wanted don't more start. Windows hardware inside <laughs> me. So, uh, yes, um, it's going to be great. I mean, look, let's be honest. Even if it is, even if it does have the microchip in it from Bill Gates, it's not going to work. And it'll give you a blue screen at some point. And it'll crash. So it won't work. It'll be fine. You just need to reboot yourself every 12 hours. It's, it's no problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't he do that um, anyway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I feel right, like I've been right doing that for the, the show, actually. He did hit the update button. And unfortunately... Uh, 
Well, I, I, look, I, I, so we, I spent time this week preparing this show, guys. You might not believe that. I don't. Well, if, if you, t- well, you can believe it because you can see the document that's in Teams that uh, tells you everything you need to know. Hmm. Interestingly, it is. Uh, well, yes, I'd love to read what's on it, but I can't because I've managed to kill my new Mac Mini. I don't know how I've done it. But it's it's not coming back on. I've done the updates and it's now not starting. So, Fred who, uh, said hello. Who does uh, an update the... just before a show? Who Me. does that? Well, well done. You're you're a trailblazer. A what? A trailblazer. <laughs> Stop on the wine, right? Just give it up. Is that a new kind of meat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a, a barbecue. Set, I'm gonna have you know? another like, drink. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe maybe more is the answer. Um, so, look, I, I don't have any information in front of me as to what's going on. I've no idea uh, how long anything is or how long we're here for. So, Mark, I am literally in your hands. Oh, wow, well, that's, that's great. I'm going to tell you what's on the list. It's here. It says Canada gets the Pfizer biotech vaccine approved. Oh, we did that. That's good. Yeah, Mark, to speak for all Canadians on this news. I spoke for all Canadians. <laughs> did you speak for all Canadians? I, I mean, just few I of you spoke for all Canadians. Listen, I think it's an assumption on this show that when I speak, I, I represent the opinions of all Canadians. Isn't that, a dis- isn't that a disclaimer that you only put before a show? The opinions expressed by the... <laughs> are the, the views of all Canadians. Not necessarily those of this station. <laughs> Except for Mark, who's talking for it's the entirety of the Canada. The entire country, yeah. yeah. Well, I speak for all Scottish people, obviously. Obviously. And uh, Sean speaks for all people who live in sheds. Yes, the shed people. The, sh- the shed people. Aren't yeah, they called Ewoks? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so look, we've got a lot to talk about. As I say, I can't remember what any of it is because I can't get to my notes. What was the first thing we were going to talk about? Could Touch Mark, ID be coming back? Apple's survey to its consumers. Mm. Do you know, that's a great question. Um, I'm glad I researched this story because I have many views on it. Look, personally, I love Touch ID. I've been saying it for long enough. I love my Touch ID on the iPhone SE. I worry about what's coming next with the iPhones and everything else, you know, with iPhone 12 and everything else from iPhone 12's range, all the four versions of it, they don't have Touch ID. They've got Face ID. There was talk that perhaps we'd get Touch ID under the screens built in. I quite like that idea. I'm not bothered about it being an actual button. I'm just more interested in it being available, uh, even as an additional to Face ID if need be, because then you can make a choice. But, you know, apparently this survey... Um, which I must admit, I was quite surprised at. And Sean, I'm interested in your thoughts on this because I know you don't really care much for Touch ID. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of like you know, I, I thought people would would be quite happy to see the back of it. Apparently not. Well, you say apparently not. Have you got the results of this survey? So it appears that an email. Well, has not in be- front of me right now. No, no. Well, you've got nothing in front of you right <laughs> now because you're unprepared. <laughs> but Apple have sent out to a select. Uh, part of its customers, uh, this survey, and it does mention Touch ID. And this is something they did do before they made the decision to take the um, the mains plug out of the box as well. So they're asking about other things as well, like the SIM removal tool, whether people actually use that in the box, and the stickers you get in the box. Yeah, paperclip. But um, so there is an indication they do take these seriously. And Touch ID, you know, it's been... It has been missed. I know you brought this topic up just for me, Stephen, because you you thought I was going to say, ah, I don't care about Touch ID. But I do like Touch ID, but I also think that Face ID works perfectly well. I think it works great, in fact. I, I see the okay. argument about having it in your pocket and not being able to you know, necessarily take it out and authenticate all the time. And, and having used the Touch ID under that sleep-wake button on the, uh, on the iPad Air, the new iPad Air, um, it, it is it is quite nice to have there. I think a combination of both 
would be would be very useful. But you know, I guess at the end of the day, there's the compromise of of space and sensors and and battery power that they have to look at. So I don't think I really miss it, but at the same time, I think I would welcome it back. Yeah, well, I, I want it back. I mean, I'm happy to say I, I am a huge advocate for Touch ID. You just want the home yes. button. That's well, what it is. I, no, I don't, I don't care if it's a button. I don't care how it comes back. If it comes back, as like I say, as a, something that's under the screen, which I think is more likely how it will return, then I think it, it possibly should come back. So, yeah. Interesting, though, I, I never thought I'd hear the day Apple surveys its consumers. I didn't think they cared, to be honest. Yeah. I thought they told us what we wanted. <laughs> I think they've yeah. always been surveying consumers. We just don't necessarily hear about it all the time. There's lots of mm. – I get lots of surveys after I, you know, interact with, with customer service or the, the Genius Bar. I, t- I tend to get all these surveys, and uh, I most of the time I kind of ignore them. But I think at the same time that more of these goes out that go out than we know. And I think a lot go out um, not necessarily under Apple's own banner, you know, so we don't know it's directly from them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, I, I, want, I don't want to make this an Apple show because I could. I mean, you know, every week we start off by saying, oh, we're not going to make this an Apple show, and then it becomes one. So I'm going to try not to do that, okay? We'll, we'll try not to do that this week. Uh, I will say, though, if at some point my doorbell goes, I do have to go, guys. Because oh, let me guess. AirPods Max. Uh, yes, because I, I got a thing this morning, and it said, uh, you know, uh, from from the the uh, delivery company saying, you know, our, your Apple shipment is on the way. Now, in fairness, I've ordered a few things from Apple, and I'm hoping it's not the other things. I'm hoping it is what I hope it is, the AirPods Max. So, you know, Mark, are you prepared for this? Because you're, you're going to have to take over. Uh, I'm always prepared to take over. No offense when we do this show. Just, you never know what might happen at the end of the day. <laughs> Um, yeah, he knows how it works. Yeah. Um, but look, let, let's not talk about Apple all show because, uh, interestingly, a- Amazon, um, the other A in my life, um, they are rolling out a new design of the Fire TV interface, which is interesting. Now, Sean, I know you've tried the Fire Stick. Mm. Mm. From an accessibility point of view, I mean, okay, let's not talk about the third-party apps. Those are generally awful when it comes to voice view and all that. But the actual interface itself is fully accessible. You know, it all, it all works. Uh, to a degree, yes. Look, and it, it, we always feel slightly guilty if we knock um, any sort of accessibility in a product. But I think we've got to a point now where we can say, you know what, it's accessible, but it doesn't work well. And that's always been my experience of the um, Fire TV stick. I've got a couple. Yeah, but it's not Amazon's fault. I mean, I've got to just defend Amazon no, here because no, truthfully, no, no. It's, not, it's not Amazon's fault. That's the problem. No, you're talking about third party. And I'm sorry, yeah. yes, uh, to some degree, third party um, accessibility... I mean, they can be they can be nudged in the right direction by Amazon. But aside from that, I'm not even talking about third-party app accessibility. I'm talking about the performance of it. It's it's not the most responsive of environments. Once you plug that Apple, uh, not the Apple TV, the Amazon Fire Stick in, it feels slightly clunky to use. It's not the nicest experience to navigate around. So. The user interface isn't great. Now, if they are with this latest update, because they've redesigned the home screen, um, and supposedly they've um, trimmed down the amount of options and made it easier to navigate. Now, if that does improve the responsiveness of the screen reader, then amazing. I'm all for it. But to be honest, I'm not holding out great hopes. I just don't think at the price point they're trying to put these out at... I don't think they can uh, have the performance that we need when it comes to screen reader users, at least. Yeah, but that's an interesting point. You know, there's obviously not a huge amount of power in these things. Great if you don't use a voice 
view screen reader. Um, there are large text options as well, uh, or at least larger text, high contrast, all those kind of things as well, which are quite good. Uh, yeah, they're trimming the menu down. So it was your videos, movies, TV shows and apps. They're replacing that with library, home, find and live. Mm. OK. Um, and also one of the other things that I think people have been complaining about is that you have to go past the menu options. You've got to arrow past that to get to the promo area which is then where, Ugh. after that, where all the content lives. Yes. Um, it's a really hard life these days for us, isn't it? I mean, you know, you've got to arrow, oh, got to arrow past twice. <laughs> no, uh, no. Two things. But, yeah, no. apparently that's been changed. No. Right, I've had wine. I'm ready for an argument. No. Oh. I'm sorry. Amazon. Are you Scottish? Stop, <laughs> stop throwing adverts at me for things that I've bought and paid for. I, I do not like that. I'm a, I'm a Prime member, and yet on Prime videos, I get a little trailer before I need uh, before I can watch some things. And with I understand that with the new Fire tablets, there's an advert every time you turn it on. Is that right? But is that not something you choose? Is, is what do they call it? Personalized content or something? When you buy it, you can choose it with or without, and I think you pay an extra. You pay, exactly, you, you pay that. extra. I'm sorry. I'm buying the tablet. Don't try you and... You get that anyway. If you buy an app, you might have to pay to get rid of the ads or whatever else. That's a good point. But I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Listen, sorry. Um, and, and another thing. The find section on the uh, uh, Amazon Fire TV... Well, the Amazon TV app as well. Uh, Amazon Vi- Prime Video. The find section. They said, oh, this is great. This is new. And you can look through different genres of programmes. No audio description uh, section there at all. It's a missed opportunity. I hope they change that. There's another thing which is quite good as well. They're bringing in uh, specific profiles as well for Lady A. So you can uh, let it recognise your voice. So you could switch to your profile and it will also it will change the views back to whatever view you like. So if your wife prefers a certain view or your kids prefer a certain view, then they can change it. But you get your settings the way you want. And I, I like that because this goes back to my point I've made for years about, you know, please don't move stuff around because it really irritates us when you yes. do it, which is why my mum, I think, deliberately <laughs> always moved furniture in the house. She just liked to annoy me. Um, and it succeeded. But I, uh, you know, I think if we can keep things the same as much as possible, that is a good thing, I think. Um, so, yeah, th- there are a few things in this. I mean, you know, we'll see what it's like. Obviously, we'll we'll need to get our hands on it, actually try it out and see how it goes, especially with uh, voice view. I must admit, any time I hear about changes to software, especially major graphical user interface changes, I do get a bit worried because I think, mm, uh, yeah. has the accessibility department had a go at this as well? Um, well, let, let me rein so, it back you know. a little bit because Amazon have been pushing accessibility quite a lot recently. Mm. Um, you know, you can now ask the Lady A for well, yeah, what tell me about your accessibility and she'll uh, tell you about what she can do and, and give you a link to the uh, Amazon accessibility webpage. So uh, I don't want to come down on them too hard, but I think it just, specifically the Fire TV, those little dongles, I'm not sure they are actually that usable when it comes to accessibility. I'm sure our listeners will tell me different, but I'm not a fan. Mark, do you want a smart microwave? I do. I'd love a smart microwave. Okay, I don't know what I've made for, one. but... Uh... Microwave. Get one from Sharp now. Uh, the Sharp countertop microwave oven, powered by Lady A. And apparently, um, it's it's just ridiculous. But apparently, there's a popcorn button on it. This is the the real kind of winner here for it. It's not if you think that's a winner, um, there's a a button that you can press for popcorn specifically. Um, now, there's a, a 
maker of popcorn here is Orville Redenbacher? Yes, of course. Is that, is that oh, well anything? said? It does, sir. yes. I, I, I've never heard of this before. No, I've heard of Butterkist, which is what we get over here. Butterkist? Um, butterkist, yeah. It's been that's kissed a, that's a by thing. butter. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, but, well, Orden, or- Orville Redenbacher, uh, popcorn apparently is who they've been working with to make this happen. You press the button or you say, uh, Lady A, microwave classic popcorn, and you get a perfect bag each and every time. Oh, wow. <sighs> so but was, I think hey, you God. can use this for other things as well. I, 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 mean, say, I think you can, you can make other things. Like, you to time yourself, like leave a bag in there all the time. Is there like a popcorn dispenser <laughs> where you can just say, Lady A, make me popcorn, and it'll, it'll just slide the bag in, you open see, it. I, and... I, I think they need to integrate technology better, right? Because, I mean, I, I think what you need to do is get this microwave to make your popcorn, but then also build something into it. You know those uh, treat dispensers they do for dogs yeah. where it just fires a dog, uh, a, not a dog, fires a treat <laughs> at the dog. Not a dog at the treat, that, that's wrong. Um, but fires a treat at the dog. Um, that I want that. Okay, okay, you can have it. There you go. <laughs> you two sound so dismissive of this. I, 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 I am waiting for this to arrive here in the UK because we don't have it. The original. What are you going to do with it? What you, are you? Are you crazy? It's yes. amazing. At the minute, you go. You listen to um, me or Stephen when we're cooking anything in the microwave, and it's all shouting at you all the time. A talking microwave is a nightmare microwave. This would be beautiful. You can just say, "Lady A, how long's left on the microwave timer?" Set the microwave to how long? How long? How long? It sounds great. Otherwise, you got to stick little bump-on stickers on the um, on the pad on the control pad of the okay, microwave. So I, get, or... I get the voice control turning on yeah. and off. But yeah, you still yeah, have to manually yeah. put stuff in there and take it out and <laughs> check it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm against that. This isn't smart. This is just oh, voice controlled in a new way. So you want yeah. a fridge stroke microwave combination? You got something here. Um, you got yeah, something. Thank I you. think fridge. Yeah, I'm going to call LG. <laughs> okay, yeah, could you get them on the phone? Because I think I think fridge microwave dispenser. Yeah, something to get, shoot. Get that's the combination. You can do that's my laundry. Food at you. Can I do my well, that's the thing. I mean, do, have you, have you, I don't know if you guys have this uh, in Canada. Wallace and Gromit. Have you seen this program? Uh, I've heard of Wallace and Gromit. I have. I don't. Uh, I don't know if it's still on on broadcast television, but because uh... because that they they had all the right ideas. That was essentially what they they did. They came mechanical up with all trousers. This crazy. That's what. You're yeah, mechanical of. trousers, and you know, make make your own toast and jam in the morning. All the fun stuff, very British, um, but yeah, I love all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but the, uh, other than this, I think other than the, the, this microwave seemed like a good idea until I heard about the whole popcorn thing, and I thought, nah, you just made gimmicks. Just point that's just a feature, like you have defrost meat or you know, jacket potato buttons on your Who microwave. Uses that? Nobody, nobody. But the point is, you can control this with your voice. We don't care about anything else. This is great. I want one. Fair enough. Thank you. All right. Uh, Look, stick around. We've got lots more to talk about. 844-971-1999 is the number. If you have a view on uh, smart microwaves, then you can uh, pass them across to us uh, and let us know. Let us know it's okay to use your voicemail on air. You can also drop a text to that number as well. We'll get to your messages a bit later. 844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. 
If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at AMI.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. So, you know, this week I am excited about lots of different things. Um, one being getting a hold of these new AirPods Max. It's interesting watching the reviewers get their hands on these for the first time because the general consensus from people is that they're okay. Um, but nobody's telling me what they sound like. You know, they, oh, they feel nice. And, oh, they're cold to the touch with their aluminum bodies. Aluminium. It's the wrong way to say that. It's the wrong way to say yep. it. It's aluminium. Correct. Aluminium. And colour and rumours got a U this in it. This is why Johnny Ivy is missed, you know? <laughs> aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting a hold of these. I want to hear what they sound like. I don't care what they feel like. You're going to return them, aren't you? I hope not. They're so expensive. I don't understand what... I'm not buying them. I'm still with Sean from a couple weeks ago wondering um, if you're not buying them. Your wife bought them for you. Um, uh, Who are these for? Who are these for? I really don't know the answer to that question. Idiots like me. Um, But no, I I am quite uh, intrigued by these, to be honest. Uh, Can I just tell you quickly about an app? I know I said I wouldn't talk about Apple all show, but... Well, there but you, you are. Um, yeah, there's a wonderful app I want to tell you about because a lot of people may not be aware of it. I got a chance to play with it this week, and it is very accessible. It's well worth checking out. It's called EpoCam. At least I think you say that. That's how you pronounce it. EpoCam or EpoCam. E P O C C A M. And what it does is it uses your phone or allows you to use your phone as a webcam, which is pretty cool, right? So you can basically get your phone or your iPad. And you can use the camera in it, and obviously that gives you a much better um, camera. And the great thing is you can use the front or the back camera, which I like. You know, you can choose which one, because we all know the back cameras are the better ones. Um, so, yeah, I just a friend of mine told me about it, and he's blind. And he was saying, you've got to try this out. So, you know, immediately when a blind guy tells you about something, you're like, oh, no, no I am going to check it, because you now know it's going to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be okay. Uh, the app is, I think it costs something like $10 to buy... Uh, but that gives you access to the drivers at the other side. What, really nice setup as well. So you download the app on your phone or your iPad, and when you go through the setup process, there's an option to airdrop. I love this airdrop the drivers to your Mac. Oh, wow. So it'll just throw them straight on there for you, or you can you can get a link, you can copy if you have a thing called a PC. Although I guess it wouldn't work on a PC, would it? No, yes, it does. It does. It does, 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 does actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, who's going to use it on the Windows PC? Let's be honest. Why would you bother? But um, now, does it work with a just wireless or cable? Can you plug it in? How does it work? Both. Oh, wow. both, which is really cool. Wow. Uh, and you know, I haven't. I mean, uh, Mark's the only person I can call because you're the only one I know who has you know appropriate eyes for this. But I can. I maybe give you a call at some point trying it, and we'll see how good the video quality is, wireless and wired. You'd think wired would be better. Um, 
but we'll see. But yeah, if you want to get rid of the cables and you don't want that, that's fine. You can also use it, I think it, it suggests you can use it as another angle for your content. So if you, a lot of people, you know, do video conferencing and they maybe want to show a second angle, especially if, if people are doing streaming. Um, I think on like Twitch and all these kind of things, if you're doing all that, then you can use that uh, as a second camera. So it's pretty cool. Well worth checking out. Um, Made by Elgato, right? Well, yes, and yeah. that's that surprised me, although it doesn't surprise me because this is the kind of thing they would obviously do. They have, they're making some really cool stuff at the moment. Um, and, you know, the hardware stuff they sell as well. I mean, we got the, what was the thing we got, Mark? The Stream Deck. Yes, which I never use, but yes. Yeah, well, I never use it either, if I'm honest. It's shocking. Really? <laughs> Why? Well, partly because partly I haven't got the drivers on the new Mac Mini yet. That's the other issue. So yeah. I need to go and do that. But um, I actually quite like it. I've got it set up to turn things on and off in the room. And I've got a little button I press, which is linked to a light outside my room. So it, my whole light goes red when I'm recording. So my wife knows I'm doing that and she won't come in. Although, in fairness, she never comes in anyway because she has no interest in what I'm doing in here. Thank goodness. Um <laughs> And, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you can do stuff like that. I mean, it's it's, it's basically just a, a shortcut way of doing things, but it's pretty nice. It's physical little, buttons, isn't it? It's how many buttons are That's what I like, it? yeah. Oh, it's, well, this one's got, I think, what, 25 buttons, maybe? Oh, yeah, you've got, got, the the, you got the big one. And those buttons Obviously. are also tiny LCD screens which display a, a picture or a, a tiny animated GIF, yeah. don't they? So I mean, That's it's cool, nice. but the uh, as far as I know, the software isn't ex- accessible, is it? Uh, yes, that's a slight issue. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there are ways to do things, right? So you know, my way of doing things when software is inaccessible is I get Ira to jump on my computer using TeamViewer, and they do the hard work. I mean, basically, I'm just asking someone else to do it. Yeah, but it's kind of nice because they'll take the time. Uh, it's funny though; I was on a call with Ira the other day, and uh, she said, "Listen, I'm so happy to help you." I love how Americans are so happy all the time. And she said, I'm so super happy to help you. Um, she said, but you've only got three minutes left, so I will have to cut the call. <laughs> I was like, well, not that happy, really, are you? Um, but, uh, oh, they're yeah, great, it, though. I used them the other day. They are great, they're yeah. just always amazing. Uh, look, I want to talk a little bit about Jaws. Uh, Mark's going to you know, fall into a coma in a second, probably. But, you know, I'm sorry, Mark. We, we have to talk about this because it's, it's a, a great deal, movie, right? <laughs> Stephen's never seen I have never seen it. Oh, actually, I've got to tell you this, right? So this morning, I didn't get any sleep today at all, which is why I'm sounding like I'm deranged at the moment. Um, I uh, I couldn't get any sleep. So I woke up at 20 past two this morning, couldn't get to sleep. So I thought I'm going to do something really useful with this time. I'm going to watch the movie Die Hard. Mm, good Christmas movie. Never seen it. Never seen it. Never right? seen so, it. Can you believe it? It's one of these holiday movies, you know? It's one of these holiday times. They tend to rerun yeah. them over and over again. But I don't know why it's a Christmas movie, because by all accounts, it's got very little mention of Christmas in it. Because it happens right? during Christmas, and it's about, yes. you know, oh. that's really why. There's no other reason. So, yeah, so I, I sit down to watch, and I think, right, okay, I'm going to do this. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell the guys when I do the show today, I'm going to say, guys, guess what I did? I watched this movie, and now I, I know all about John McIntyre, or whatever his name is that's in it. And um, I said, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So switched it on. It's got audio description, brilliant. Fire it on. Um, recorded it off the the TV last week, and um, had to turn it off again about ten minutes in, because the audio description, the describer, was really loud, and the audio of the movie was really quiet. Really, and I couldn't hear the film because if you turned the volume up, 
all of a sudden you get this voice booming at you, and then you know it would all go quiet again. <sighs> you would think these days you could have independent control of that kind of that yes, kind of stuff. You yes. should do. It it's ter- it's terrible. It's either that or the audio description is really low, and you can't mm-hmm. hear a thing they're saying anyway. It, it's it just shows how little importance they put on that. You don't care about the mix of it. It's just ah, well, it's on there. Yeah, but you know what gets me though? They they put the time in and the effort in to do it. You think, well, I mean, all this is is audio levels. It's not like we're not asking them to. I don't know, but it's just it it just it seems really simple. It's a really simple thing to do to get right, and they just they just fail at it, which is a shame. And I feel for the guys that do. I mean, interestingly, the guy who did audio describe it here in the UK, I've actually spoken to him on the on the phone. He's and you know had a chat with him. Did you shout at him? Say that diehard was terrible. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or really quiet. Yeah. Did, did you describe your conversation with him? No. While you were talking to him, Stephen's about to shout at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Stephen's holding the phone to his ear. He's going to shout loudly at Kieran. Um, but no, that that just was um, it was just ridiculous. So yeah, I didn't get to see Die Hard. Anyway, do you want to know how it ends? <laughs> how did we get to this? Oh yes, Jaws. Jaws. That's right. Um, which is not a movie uh, in this case. Anyway, it is a movie, but not in this case. It's a screen reader. Um, and the reason I mention it is because 2021 is out, the new version, and there are a number of features in it. Now, the one that really is getting people talking, I mean, there's lots of interesting things going on. I'm not going to go through everything. You can find it all out on uh, Freedom Scientific's website. They've got lots of tutorials. They've got fantastic help guides, all that wonderful stuff. But there's something in here which is quite interesting. They've now got their own voice assistant for JAWS. So, uh, Mark won't know the answer to this unless I've unwittingly told him at some point in the past. Um, so I'm going to ask you what you think the name is. Bear in mind we know that Lady A is Lady A and Lady G is Lady G and Lady S for Apple. But what would you think you would call an assistant for a program called JAWS? As to you, Mark. To, to, to me, uh, I know the answer because it's in front of me in the document. Uh, but <laughs> you and your eyes. I, I, would, I, would, I would think it had some kind of human name to it, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't, no. Yeah. It is Sharky. <laughs> but sharky. you know what? In their defense, you're never going to make a mistake and accidentally say it. Well, that's true. That is very true. Uh, there is one for Zoom text. Zoomy. Zoomy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to come up with my own. It's going to be Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. a name you'll never say. That's right. You see, I, mean, I, I think my my safe word at home is salad. Safe uh, word. Because I'll never Stephen use that word. Salad, 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 <laughs> salad. It's usually when someone's trying to give me salad. That's the. Oh, that's God. when I use it. The imagery. Oh. Oh, my oh, I've got yes. warm now. Hang on. Oh, Another wine, wine. I think. I need a cold drink. Yeah, I think you do. Uh, Okay, so this new voice assistant, Sharky, uh, aims to provide a way to interact with uh, JAWS and Windows 10. Now, the idea here is that obviously there are lots and lots of keyboard commands you have to learn with JAWS. And most of us are quite adept. We we get used to uh, the majority of them, or a fair number of them, actually, maybe fair to say, because there are a lot of keystrokes to remember. But sometimes you maybe just can't remember that keystroke. And the idea of Sharky is if you wanted to say read all or read from line or, you know, read paragraph. And you can't remember what the keyboard command is to do that. You can just ask Sharky to do it. 
Now, is this a good idea, Sean? Do we like this idea? Well, do you know what? I, I must admit, I was a bit dismissive of this. And mm. I thought, well, what's the point of that? But actually, if it makes people using Jaws, you know, if it does make it more accessible from a user point of view, then what is the problem with it? I mean, yes, it's slightly quirky, sharky and whatever. But, you know, if you say sharky uh, list links, actually... You know, if you can't remember the keyboard shortcut for someone who's being introduced to Jules, it, it does make sense. It, it does seem easier for people to uh, remember vocal commands rather than, you know, caps lock control K or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, if it does work well, you know, like any voice recognition, it depends if you've got to repeat yourself a thousand times and who needs it. But from what I understand, it does work well. And, um, yeah, you know what? It's just another way to use it. It's another interface if you like and I, yeah, I don't have a problem with it well I think especially for those who are new to Jaws and I still consider myself in that in that realm I mean <sighs> I can never remember keyboard shortcuts anyway so yeah well, there's just so many of them I mean and there's things that you know I, I kind of go through the lists occasionally just on the odd occasion I'll go through in fact I found one the other day a list of every single nearly every anyway uh, keyboard command there is for it and sometimes you think, that's a really good one. I wish I remember that. And I'll remember what it does, but I can't remember what the keyboard command is. And I think, well, this could be really useful for this because yep. I could say, well, you know, maybe it's maybe it's read paragraph, right? So read paragraph, I'll just I'll just get uh, Sharky to do it. Now, the reason I can say Sharky is because I, I, I don't know, my computer's not responding at all to that. So maybe uh, I have to do something. But there are actually three ways that you can get to this. So if you have got JAWS 2021, three ways to get to this voice assistant. You don't have to say the word. Uh, one is you can press the key combination insert, alt, and spacebar. Um, that's one way, and then you can just talk to it. You don't have to say the wake word. If you do want to use the wake word, you can do that. <clears throat> Very similar to using a Lady A or a Google Home device. The wake word is sharky. You speak the word followed by a specific JAWS command, such as, for example, uh, you might say sharky list links. And it would do that. Apparently, it doesn't work if you're using a Bluetooth microphone. This is something they're working on. I don't know what that's about, but that's a bit weird. Um, but also, there's another way to do it. From JAWS main window, you can press Alt and U to open the utilities menu, expand the voice assistant submenu, and then select Talk to JAWS. Uh, so there are actually three ways to get to it. And I can see the point of that because people in an office, I mean, I know at the moment it's not an issue, but when people are back in offices, you don't want to be, uh, Sharky! Because, you, you know, people might not want to do that in the middle Especially of a, the a room. Especially the office. Yes. <laughs> well, I think Call it, my wife. Isn't the Jules utility, uh, there is a section in there now, voice assistant, where, because I don't think this is on by default. Well, I, it clearly isn't, because I've not, I've been saying the word around it all the time, and yes. it's not bothering with me. So, yeah, it, it must be that you have to turn it on. It says when it starts up, it will start listening for a voice command, an audio indicator will play, a visual indicator is displayed as well. Um, after hearing the voice command, a different indicator plays until the command is press, uh, processed. And then after processing, the, the visual indicator goes away and a different indicator in audio form plays mm -hmm. and then the desired action is performed. In other words, it performs exactly like any other voice assistant. Um, and, yes. you know, it... it it's pretty, you know. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I think. I think. I, I was like you at the start, Sean. I was a bit kind of thinking, "This is this is pointless. This is just a waste of time." Bandwagon. But actually, I thought. I thought it just. Yeah. To get on with all the others. Yeah. 
But now I'm kind of thinking, actually, do you know, that's that's maybe not a bad deal. Uh, some of the things you can do if you want to try it, if you're at home just now and you maybe want to try it, there are certain things. Uh, for example, you can say talk faster, talk slower. That can be useful. Uh, change settings. Um, what time is it? List links, list headings, list spelling errors. Goodness, I'd be there all day. Um, and <laughs> tell me a joke, uh, which Oof, is kind of cool. No, please. I mean, they're, always they're not blind jokes, are they? <laughs> they're not allowed. But of no, course, nothing about cheese graters. You no. can, <laughs> stop it. You can also just say uh, help, and it will tell. It'll give you a whole list of commands that you can use with it. Okay, uh, like I said, there are lots of other things inside um, this new version. Uh, one, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's tons I could mention. The one that I think is is the one I'm most excited about is the and it's like it's not to be excited about. Put it that way, but <laughs> but I think it's quite good is announcing most recent Windows notifications. I get lots and lots of Windows notifications, and they just disappear off into the yes. ether. And I think, what do I do now? Or I miss what it said because I've hit control and it's silenced it, and I can't get back to it because it's gone. Uh, you can now go back. You just uh, do insert space bar, and then that followed by N, and then it will uh, repeat the last notification that was spoken. So it could be, for example, an incoming Teams call or a Skype call or a Zoom message or an email, an Outlook or whatever. That's cool. Uh, you can use you can do this on a, a Braille display as well. Just do right shift plus N, which is dots one, two, three, four, five. Um, and you can view, of course, all of your notifications from Windows using Windows key plus A. That's been around for a while, but people might not realize that's already there. That's just a, a Windows action. So, yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, there's lots of other things in there, like, I mean, uh, automatic uh, reading of emails in Outlook. So when you open an email up now, it will start reading the message right away. You don't have to action that. It will automatically read it. There's improved support for Microsoft Teams, which I think everybody welcomes. Uh, any support for Teams, to be honest, because, you know, I get a bit sick of Teams at times. I mean, the other day it's I logged clunky. in and it changed everything again. Um, you know, all the, the settings that changed, the layout had changed. It just wasn't obvious at all. Um, it just, it's slow to navigate around for some reason, Teams. It's just, there's something about it that just makes it feel clunky to use. I mean, it's perfectly oh, let accessible. Me think. It's called, is it called Microsoft Windows, Benny Chance? Is no, anything to do with no, that? it isn't. Thank you. Sure? Wow. Yes, I am sure. <laughs> Mark? I, I find it pretty clunky on the Mac as well, and even on mobile ah. devices, uh, because I, I think one of the features of Teams is that it, it kind of builds its interface dynamically based yes. on your team and what your content is. And that's just a lot of information to, to kind of keep track of in real time. So I think that doesn't help the process. They have released an M1 version. I'm curious to see if that's a little bit better. Yes. Ooh. I must admit, I was quite excited by that. I got, I saw that news last night, and uh, maybe that's what my 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 Mac has died. It clearly has died because even Fred isn't talking to me. Um, <laughs> and you know, when Fred isn't speaking to you, that you've got a problem. You've so done I don't know something what wrong. Going on. Yeah, I don't know if the updates have killed it. I can't get anything to come back on here. So um, yeah, but thankfully, I have my notes in another form. Hit Thank return. you to my eight hundred devices. Return now. I'm not touching anything because it will just break. Oh, Stephen. Uh, but I am excited about the M1 version of that. M1 version of Final Cut Pro. I know that that's a pretty niche conversation area. <laughs> I might. But... Yep. <laughs> but that arrived. Like I must admit. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what was interesting about that was uh, when I downloaded it, I or updated it, 
Oh, well, is it break time, is it? Um, <laughs> see, I have no idea what's going on here. Here's the music. I've absolutely no idea what's going on. But yeah, what was it? I have no idea what I was saying. But look, let me tell you Final this. Salad. Salad. Final salad. Final cut, that's what I was talking about, yeah. <laughs> salad. <laughs> Get me out of here. Salad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, final cuts there. Uh, one thing I loved about it was the fact that it was um, that it opened so quickly. It was like boom, we're on. So yeah, I think that t- tells you that the programs are running a lot faster. I haven't done anything on it yet, but opened it, and then the machine died. So that's the end of that. Anyway, eight four four nine seven one one nine 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 nine. What's your favourite voice assistant? Now you've got uh, tons to choose from. Uh, you can let us know. Uh, you can also email us feedback at ami. .ca. Sean, pass me that red wine bottle, will you? Yes, okay. <laughs> Miss something on today's show? Search for Double Tap Canada on the podcast platform of your choice and listen anytime. We'll be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, we're back again. Uh, I have to say, this is the weirdest show I've done all year. I'm so glad that it's nearly uh, the end of the year. We've still got another couple of shows to go, though. I think what's next week. We're, I think we're, on, we're off next week, actually, I think. Hooray! Uh, they're going to be repeating one of our brilliant shows we're so good that they're playing it again either that or they just can't stand us and they're hoping that we'll just drift away quietly into the breeze um, but we are going to be doing a bit of a best of the year as well I'm looking forward to that looking back at the year um, that was what could we possibly talk about what happened I mean nothing really happened this year did you it know, nothing notable. here's something interesting a friend of mine got um, he got the invitation to test out Elon Musk's new uh, internet provider Starlink and uh, wow. uh, he's waiting for the kit but I'm really excited to get information on this because he currently the max speed he has is 25 megs down and 5 megs up which makes even video calls kind of pointless with him but he's going to be jumping from that to about 150 Either either direction, which is pretty cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, six hundred ninety nine dollar price tag for the startup kit, and then one hundred fifty bucks a month just to try it out. But uh, interesting. I mean, this is they're saying. I mean, government contracts. Um, just imagine the connectivity in places in the world you never had it before. So, am I right in saying that this is all satellite, completely satellite based? So there's going to be something to the effect of sixty thousand satellites in in orbit that are constantly communicating wow. with each other, um, and then constantly beaming signal down down to the Earth. So, um, no no terrestrial repeaters, as far as I can tell, in the configuration configuration. It's purely satellite. So you're literally you're bouncing from satellite to satellite as they kind of orbit over your home. 60,000. Can you imagine I mean, that number? That number is insane. <laughs> but you know what? Like if the, and I'll, I'll try to pull this up now. Uh, how many satellites are in orbit right now? It's it's not even normal. Uh, how many satellites the in space? I've got is, there's two, okay, I, what happens if, if asteroids hit the, the... I mean, obviously, if an asteroid hits the Earth, we've got other things They, they actually have uh, obstacle avoidance methods here. I mean, think of the space station. Like, it can move. Oh, they get out the way so it can kill all of they us. Do. The they do, basically. Okay. Right. It says, right now, there are nearly 6,000 satellites circulating, uh, circling our planet. 60% of those are defunct. Wow. We're wrecking <laughs> so the space place. Junk. It's basically, oh, sorry, the batteries died. We can't, the remote's not working anymore. It's just like, ah, oh, we should have thought of that. Why didn't we use energizers? Uh, so what <laughs> space has turned into my cupboard? Um, <laughs> Stephen's tech drawer. 
full of old tech that what, I no longer use. What is the point of uh, Starlink? What what is its it's to, it's to bring it's to bring broadband speed internet to places that just don't have access to it. Think of third world countries that have no internet whatsoever. Think of uh, rural areas in, in northern Canada or just in, I was in say Canada. Yeah, yeah just yeah. in it's lots fast. of places that just no one's going to invest the money into bringing fiber optics and connectivity out there because it just doesn't doesn't it's not going to pay itself back whereas this i mean you look at government contracts it's going to work in planes it's going to work i mean you'll be able to fly in a plane and have broadband speeds i mean yeah. that's the type of services you're going to be offered uh, elon musk has permission to test it in a couple private jets um you're going to see you know cruises i don't know if you've ever been on a cruise but the speed on, you know, on a cruise is, is horrible Awful, um, yeah. um, mostly because you're moving and it's it's relying on a combination of satellite and ground technology. It's just it's not great. So until now, we've had companies like Iridium and and companies like that, Global Sat, that have provided the service, but not to this extent. And and this is of course facilitated by the fact that he happens to own his own spaceship company, right? So yeah. he can throw these things into orbit pretty quickly. So the cost of getting them up there is pretty cheap. But I mean. I'd love to see their their finances over the period of time because, I mean, these satellites are billion dollar satellites, right? You're talking about putting like twenty thousand yeah. of these in the air. Why? It's interesting because uh, I checked this morning and I, I knew that it was coming. It hasn't been announced here yet, but where I live, the, the village in which I live, they're they're doing a massive upgrade on. This, they're doing this across Scotland. There's there's a huge program of works to increase broadband, and it's partly it, it was originally I, the idea was to get into areas that were. Um, hard to reach areas, areas that were struggling with with low broadband speeds, and a lot of people want to move out. And this was the case before the pandemic, but it's the case now as well, where people are trying to get away uh, from the cities. And of course, now that's just been exacerbated by the pandemic. But uh, you know, for that reason, they're, they're desperately trying to increase speeds. So this project was going on, and, and pretty much everywhere around here was being dug up, and you know, new cabling was put in, and all that stuff, and. I just I knew that they were planning to roll out in December, so this morning I checked online to see if there was any news of it, and there was nothing. So I just checked one of the local, you know, you know, you go onto these websites that, that for local companies, you check your broadband speeds in your area, and uh, it said yes, you can get gigabit internet. And oh, hello, really? wow. <laughs> okay, Already? right, okay, let's yeah. So so I, apparently I can sign up to this thing, and it'll give me. One gig down and 115 up. That's wow. At top at the top end. I mean, 115 up is pretty good. Um, I mean, I've got 960 yeah, up, but I mean, yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping. I was, I was kind of hoping for more. To be honest, I thought they would maybe try and equal it, but it seems that at least at the moment, anyway. I mean, there are different companies offer different things. There's a lot of companies offering these packages, so clearly some have got a better deal than the others. Um, but the one I saw that the most. I could get it seemed it was one thousand down, so one gig. And down, how much are they charging and, uh, for that? One fifteen up. So it works out to eighty quid a month. Eighty quid a month, so which is that's okay. That's about the same price as, as here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would bad. jump on that. I would hurry up and jump on that because it's going to yeah, make your life. What are you waiting life. for? Yeah, seriously, your internet is um, awful. It's not. It's not the greatest at no. times. No, I mean, and it's pretty. I mean, it's sixty. No, seventy five. Down Oof. twenty up. Yeah. That's what I'm told. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it's a good thing you're only well, two well, people well, in your home. You know, it's not. Uh, by the way, it's Starlink twelve thousand satellites, not sixty thousand. Slight exaggeration on Mark's part. <laughs> well done, Mark. Yeah, thanks. I've told you a million times I don't exaggerate. Um, oh, salad. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
So that's that's. I am really looking forward to to getting that in. I mean, it'll be interesting. I'll be I'll be able to finish your sentences, guys. Oh my god! Well, what's the what's the five G situation out there? <laughs> I love a laugh. Um, so Google Google there. today sent me two phones. I think these, well, both of these are five G phones. Uh, Pixel five, Pixel four A, five G, five G. Um, and so I get them, and I'm thinking, okay, that's great. I wonder how I'm going to check this out um, because the 5G part is going to be the problem. There isn't really uh, much, especially where I live. I, I, the nearest city to me well, is Glasgow. Okay, we have to explain this to so people to because you, I mean, you live basically in a shire. So if you think of Lord of the Rings, yeah. um, there's small little there's small little mountains, and um, in the mountains are cutouts, and that's where Stephen lives in little homes that are in mountains like that. So I live in yeah, a cutout yeah, in a mountain. Yeah, Thank you. No problem. It sounds like a troll. I mean, it's beautiful. It's got four levels and. Uh, it's beautifully decorated, and, 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 and it's like the inside is outside. It's very nice. Yeah, it's, it's not, the decoration has <laughs> nothing to do with me. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a really, you know, it's a nice place to live. Very ni- nice air to breathe, which is always nice. Yeah. But, but no 5G. that's kind of it. No 5G. But no 5G. So Glasgow, and, uh, so, so you have but, to but go. But internet. So you have to go about like an hour, an hour just to get 5G. I mean, you know what? I've gone hunting. Yeah. I've done 5G hunting. This is a pastime of mine. Because I can't really do anything else, and now that I've got the iPhone 12 Pro Max, just driving. About. I have yet to hit 5G <laughs> on this phone. Oh really? Oh, yeah, and, I, and I'm following like coverage Ooh. maps, and I'm like, okay, right here should be the heart of 5G in my area. Nothing. Nothing. So you're in you're in Montreal. You're in. I mean, in the suburbs, yeah. So Quebec is the province, and and we have right. pockets of 5G around because there's. I mean, it's a fairly large metropolitan area, and it, unless I have to do something on on the phone or the plan or something, which I've been told I don't. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, get 5G anywhere. I have not seen it happen. I think it's the same everywhere, though. I think it's exactly the same because here in the UK, I know there, you know, the rollout is in the major cities, so you will have places like Glasgow, Manchester, and Bristol and London. Um, but even there, it's spotty. But you know, it's it's like it was at the very beginning when this was all introduced before, you know, 4G, 3G, and all that. It, it's just it will start in the major cities and then just expand from there. And it's just how long it takes. But I think 5G is going to get more investment. I think we're going to see this um, spread out. Far quicker well, well, I, I, thought, anyway. I thought the pandemic would accelerate that to be perfectly honest yes i thought this yeah. would be, i think it will yeah, yeah i think it will i mean i'll be honest i was amazed when i saw the news this morning that i'd got the gigabit i mean that, that, i did not expect that but yeah and I, I think I, that's probably been pushed a bit because of all this but then again you know why would they invest in the amount of uh investment they need to do for putting down the cables physical cables you think well, why would they do that because isn't 5G and, and things like satellite internet just going to make that irrelevant well, anyway? Yeah, but I mean... I've got to say, I, I think that would make more sense with 5G because you, then you don't have the... Ha- I mean, once 5G comes in, if we had that here, you wouldn't need... Well, I mean, you get better what's, speeds. What's the telecom situation there? Is it the same company that does your wireless, that does your land stuff? Um, I no. think the... Well, it's, yes, what is it? OpenReach Open here reach, that do yeah. it? Yeah, so they take care of all the the kind of infrastructure of everything. It's a bit weird over here, yeah. you know. So there's the kind of people who own the the lines, and then there's people who sell you the the, the contracts and all the so he, else. So here service, we've got yeah. three major carriers. We've got Rogers, Bell, and Telus, and they tend to own the infrastructure as well. So Bell Bell right. has the monopoly pretty much on the infrastructure side, just because they've been around forever. Um, but but so so there's good comp- good healthy competition. And good reason for all of those companies to focus on both the wireless 
and and the wired. I get, I think the end of the day is that when we think of homes and offices, we think that hardwired is more reliable than wireless. And I think that's, that's a misconception. Yeah. I think that we've now come to the point in time where wireless can be as reliable, if not sometimes more reliable than hardline connections because you're not, you know, someone can't bulldoze over a line and disconnect you. Yes. Um, which has happened. I've seen stone removal pull down internet. Can I just quickly bring up something just before we go? No. At Rebecca Skipper, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, Rebecca Skipper uh, <laughs> says, if you're wanting uh, an accessible, this is from last week's show, if someone's looking for an accessible battery uh, charger for their phone, um, then there's one which is accessible, and you'll find it at accessibility.energrid.us.com, E-N-E-R-G-R-I-D, uh, accessibility.energrid.com. US.com, that is an accessible power bank for your phone. Thank oh, you for that, Rebecca. Well, what makes it accessible? So it, uh, it speaks, so it will oh. tell you how much percentage is left as well as um, displaying it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a question for you, Mark, from Rebecca. She says, what cable would you recommend if I wanted to charge my laptop, my Surface Go, using a USB-C charger? Is it possible to get a Microsoft connector that will universally work with all of my Surface model or all Surface models and can be charged via USB. I don't like the USB, uh, sorry, the Microsoft connector, she says. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, some of the newer Surface devices will charge over USB-C and the type of cable, you want to make sure the cable is rated for charging because a lot of these cables are not, they're just rated for data. So it's not going to carry the, enough of the current through. Um, so number one, check for a cable that's that's rated for uh, charging as well as data. And, and look at some of these GAN chargers, G-A-N, some of this new charging technology. Um, they'll charge every every single device. I've got like a 100-watt charger that's half the size of some of the, the, the older ones that are on the market. And you can get them on, on Amazon for $30. Money. And really, we before we go, we, we have to mention, we've got to do this, guys. I'm sorry. We've got to mention it. Episode 163 uh, of our show. Don't ask. I honestly don't know what happened. <laughs> it's Apparently, it's I haunted. sounded like this. Um, then they fixed it, except they reversed the segments, right? So, it was... so, so the show ended before it started. I think, I honestly think AMI are trying to tell us something. I, I think that they're saying, look, guys, the end of the show is better than the start of it. And people want to hear you guys saying goodbye well, this is why, as opposed to this hello. This is why Sean started the red wine before we had started the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's our cursed episode, 163. But it's, it felt cursed, yeah. It's fixed now, I think, isn't it? Is it fixed? No, it's not. No, no, no. it's all wrong again. Oh, no, it's wrong again. dear. I blame somebody else. Yes, Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, Trump, definitely Trump's fault, yeah. Oh, Lord. Thankfully, he's gone soon. We can get, we can get rid of it. Can he be jailed for that? <laughs> uh, no, he's been pardoned already. He's pardoned himself yeah. for it. Oh, he pardoned it's typical, isn't it? We're somewhere. Um, but look, uh, we are back in a couple of weeks' time. We're going to be doing a bit of a review of the year, so we're looking forward to doing that. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what my favourite... I think I'm going to surprise you guys, actually, when I talk about what my favourite and most surprising technology of the year was. I don't think you'll be able to guess what it is. Apple. I don't know. I'm not telling if you. He's, if I'm he's trying to set it up like this, maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, by the way, Microsoft Surface Duo coming to Canada in 2021. Oh, If you've been nice. uh, itching to get your hands on that little device, it's a lot of fun. I'd like to try that. I wonder if it'll come to the UK. Probably not. No. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Um, our UK <laughs> listeners love us. Uh, okay, well, listen, uh, that is it for our show this week. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll catch you again soon uh, here once again on Double Tap Canada. 
You can call, leave a message. You might even appear on next week's episode. Be like Philip Bouchard. Send us lots of voicemails. (laughs) Yeah, get songs on. Yeah, let's get let's get some kind of Canadians got talent going here. Eight four four nine seven one one nine 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 is our number. Call, text that number. Email us feedback at ami.ca. We'll catch you again next time. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.